Welcome to episode 10 of the Canada Club. I'm your host, Canada. Super happy to be here. Thank you, everyone, for contributing to the show. I'm always excited when I sit down and I do these special club episodes. So this weekend, all right, so this weekend was interesting because the Pinball Museum auction was going on in California. We're one day away from Godzilla Pinball, and we're watching these pinball prices go through the roof. Now, I want to tell you right now that this auction is total BS. If anyone thinks that a Hercules is now $18,000, like a Star Wars premium is eleven five, a Rob Zombie, this one's interesting, a Rob Zombie is for sale on Pinside right now for $5,000 firm, and it sells at the auction house for $11,000. So then you have to ask yourself, what exactly is going on here? And here's what I think is going on with these auction houses. I think they're all bogus. I do. I think they're all scams. I think there is shill bidding that goes on. I also think because this auction got so much press, the Wall Street Journal wrote about it. I think it was on the Today Show, the New York Times. It was in a lot of media outlets. So a lot of people that are not part of this community and not part of this hobby, they might have seen this, and they might have been like, oh, honey, I'm going to go get a classic arcade and video game that I grew up with, and they have no way of understanding what something is worth. Because think about it. If you're just off the street businessman or successful dude who hears about this auction, how do you know what a Rob Zombie is worth? How do you know what an Adams Family Gold is worth? There's not really a price guide anywhere that you're going to find, that these people would be able to find. These people don't even know Pinside exists. They don't know Clav exists. They don't know any of this stuff. All they know is the shiny toy is right in front of them, and that's how much money it is to get that toy. And so some of these fools are going to get these machines, get them home, and they're going to tell someone who knows something about pinball, and they're going to be like, man, you got ripped off. Like that machine is 50% cheaper. And we were seeing it across the board. I did not watch this auction at all because I've seen the way these auctions go. They're stupid. The games are routed. That's the other part too. These aren't museum quality games. And the moment I started to see what some of the less desirable pins were selling for, I knew right away that the in-demand pins were going to go for ludicrous prices and we're seeing ludicrous prices. Now, I want everyone to realize that this auction is not going to change the prices of pinball machines out in the marketplace. These prices will not be some new standard by which things are graded against. This is just a blip. It's an anomaly. It's a glitch in the matrix, if you will, of pinball pricing. But pinball prices are on the rise. We've seen it, and they're going to continue to rise. Now, the main reason they're going to rise is there is just a shortage of manufacturing happening. There is a shortage of supply. And more and more people are getting into this hobby. So the demand to get your hands on these pinball machines is higher than it's ever been before. Take a game like Tales of the Arabian Nights. If you want to get a nice Tales of the Arabian Nights, where are you going to go get it? There's no restored collector quality game for sale anywhere. And if you had one, you best believe you could probably walk away with somewhere between ten dollars and $12,000 for a game which normally used to sell for $7,000. I think what each and every one of us has to do right now 
you need to take the prices you thought these games were just a few years ago and you need to throw it out the window. Everything is super inflated right now. It is why if I were somebody today, the only thing I would buy is a new inbox game at MSRP. That is your safest investment. That is the safest place to put your money because if you're able to get a new inbox game at MSRP, you're not overpaying because nobody was able to get that game cheaper. Let me repeat that. If Godzilla Ellie is $10,500, nobody ever got that game for a penny less. And the market value of that game is $10,500. If the game's a dog, which it's not going to be, then it would go below $10,500. But the problem right now is even games that were dogs that people didn't want. Look at Stranger Things. That game sat for a year Nobody wanted it. The only reason it's now something people want, it's not because of a code update or people now like shooting the Demogorgon. The only reason people want it now is there are a lot of new people in this hobby and Stranger Things was available. Remember, Stranger Things Ellie's sat on eBay and sat with distributors for an entire year. The same was true with Willy Wonka Collector's Editions. They were at distributors for over a year, and then all of a sudden, COVID hits. People get bored. People are not spending money on vacations and going out as much, and then all of a sudden, there's a run to go get those last 35 Willy Wonka Collector's Editions. Now, if you spend fifteen dollars to $16,000 on a Willy Wonka CE now because of the hype and the FOMO and the COVID fatigue, you're going to lose your shirt. Everybody knows that these games can't continue to go up and up and up. It's going to plateau and things are going to sink back down. The natural order of pinball will end up this way. The games that are masterpieces, those are the games that people are going to want in the long run. A lot of these recent titles, we don't know yet if these games are going to have long-term appeal. We don't. We've only had them for a short period of time. And there's a lot of new stuff coming out every single year. And when new stuff comes out, what happens, right? You might get bored of some of your older titles. But you're going to need to move some of your older titles out of your collection if you want to make room for the new stuff. For some of you guys, you just need the physical space freed up. For some of you guys, you need the financial money freed up so you can actually afford these new games. I won't lie. It's getting very, very expensive to buy these games now. Nobody wants to drop this much money on Pinball Machine year in and year out because when it becomes this much, we look at it differently. And this auction was funny this weekend because a lot of people were getting upset. They were looking at the prices and they were screaming at the clouds like an old man. I didn't watch a single minute of this auction. How could you take it seriously after just a half hour of seeing where the prices were at? How can you trust these auctions? Think about it like this. If you run this auction, how easy it would be 
to have your friends shill bidding on each of these games. If they win the auction, you don't have to make them pay for it because they're your friend and you just do some like behind the scenes deal and then you sell the game at a later date for what it's really worth. Like every single game that I saw being sold and you got to add on top of that taxes and the 18% commission for the auction house, the prices are stupid. Most of them were like two times what those machines would normally sell for if you add up all the costs. So are there that many morons out there that don't know this? Or is this shill bidding? Is it money laundering? That's the other thing that happens with auction houses too. It's really easy to overpay for something and come out with your cash clean on the other side. But I don't trust these things. I don't think anyone who knows what they're doing would buy any of these things. I would love to see who all these games go to. Pretty much 1,700 items sold for more than they were worth. I did not see anything. I mean, anything go for the right price. And so it was just comical to watch. It was comical to see everybody get so upset. But I'm here to tell you that pinball prices are not going to be affected by this. We know that. And you know that. The question I've been thinking about lately is where is the ceiling with new inbox prices? That's the part that I'm wondering about. At what point do these companies realize that they do have the ability to find buyers at prices that are even more inflated than they are right now? Because the most enticing pinball machine is and will always be a new inbox machine a brand new version of something. That is what gets people so excited. There is no way to generate excitement for games that have been out for 20 years. It just is what it is. Now, those games that have been out for 20 years and are still great, to me, that's still the best version of pinball. If you're still enjoyable 20 years later, then you did something amazing. And the Bally Williams games from the mid-90s are still the best versions of pinball the world has ever seen. Yes, the software is not as deep or as interesting as modern software. Yes, the displays are not as nice as the modern displays. Yes, the artwork isn't as good as the artwork we're getting today. But the physical pinball world under glass, nothing, and you know this, nothing in modern times has been more impressive on a physical pinball world under glass level than the Bally Williams games. And we're still chasing stuff that's 20, 25 years old. And that's why this hobby is very interesting. I really don't know another hobby where the modern version of something, imagine if brand new TVs today were not as impressive or did not outperform TVs from 25 years ago. Imagine if video game consoles didn't do that. It's this weird hobby where it's trying to catch up to where it used to be physically 25 years ago, but it's made leaps and bounds when it comes to software and to display and to artwork. Now that's why I love pinball because every new machine is a moment in which we get excited about the potential of what that world in our glass could be. And I've heard a lot about Godzilla over the last 24 hours, and I keep hearing from my people over at Stern that this game is going to be special, this is gonna be a statement game by Stern Pinball, and this is gonna be one that you're gonna want. And I know for some of you, the theme does nothing for you, and I understand that. It's not like most of us wake up day in and day out and think about Godzilla. He's an iconic figure, he's super cool, but he's not a dream theme. And I would argue that over the past year or so, we really haven't had many dream themes in the pinball hobby. Ultraman's not a dream theme for most people, neither is Halloween, 
Neither is Led Zeppelin. Neither is Avengers Infinity Quest. Neither was Guns N' Roses. To me, the biggest dream themes for the pinball buying audience is usually something that the majority of the community agrees on and thinks is awesome. I think stuff like Matrix would do that. I think stuff like Back to the Future would do that. You know, everyone's dream theme is different, but there are a lot of really interesting themes that people would want that would be in front of stuff like Godzilla, in front of stuff like Ninja Turtles. But in the end, I do think Godzilla is a great theme for pinball because I don't think people like hate Godzilla. I don't think it turns that many people off. And I think when you see it, and you see the world under glass, and I think when you see the colorful art of Zombietti, and you see the great LCD graphics, and you see all the shots and all the mechs in this game, I think this game is gonna win people over. I think it's gonna win more people over than a title like Iron Maiden. I think it's gonna win people over more than a title like Avengers. And I think Jurassic Park, to me, is the one this will be measured against. Is this gonna be Jurassic Park on crack? Is this going to be a level up from Jurassic Park? I hope so. And the other thing you should know is this game is going to be revealed tomorrow morning sometime between 9 and 10 Central Standard Time. It's because in Japan it is later in the day. So look for this game early tomorrow morning. I expect people to see this game hopefully in super high res and not get crappy cell phone pictures of the game first. But it's an exciting time to be in pinball. But it's also a bit of a terrifying time looking at the prices. The other thing I would do if I were you, and I'm just saying this to my club members, if you have the ability to get an LE, just grab one, hold on to it, play it, enjoy it, or keep it in a box. It's basically free money for you. It's always going to be really hard to get an LE as we see these LE prices selling for more and more and more. I mean, Mandalorians, you could never get one for 9200 bucks. I have not seen a Mandalorian LE go for anywhere near 9200 I think the cheapest you could get a new in-box game is $2,000 over MSRP. And I don't subscribe to the fact that buying a game and selling it for more money is this evil act that some people would, would have you believe. Because this is not a cancer drug. This is not something you need. This is something that's a toy. And let's face it. The reason you're able to get one at MSRP is because you are in the know. You either have a relationship that's really good with a distributor or you're just in the know and you are at the right place at the right time. Why would you just hand that value up and give up your spot for the next person online? And I get it. Some people will just give up their spot for the next person online and not care. But I'm telling you, that next person in line, there's a good chance that next person in line is just going to buy your spot and then flip it for thousands of dollars more. And why should that person put thousands of dollars more on their table when it could have been for you? That's how I look at it. I mean, this is collecting. This is a toy. Like, don't fool yourself and think there's a lot of ethics in play here. This is not. Like, you're not doing anything good for the world if you helped some rich guy get his machine at MSRP when that rich guy easily would have wrote a check for $3,000 more you know, this is not some charitable act. And the fact that all of us, think about it, all of us could take the money we spend on pinball machines and do something better with it. You could take the $10,000 that you're going to buy this Godzilla LE with. And how many of you out there even need another pinball machine? You could take that $10,500 and you could go buy toys for kids who are in need this holiday season. Are you going to do that? Probably not. 
again, when we're at the point where we're buying this stuff, we have to look at it through the right context that these things are completely unnecessary. And that is why I don't begrudge anyone who does whatever they want with this. I don't begrudge people who bought the games at that auction for those crazy prices. I'm just envious of the auction house that is making a fortune off of people's stupidity. But you could zoom out even more and say, is it stupid that someone bought something that makes them happy? It's just money at the end of the day. If someone has $18,000 for a Hercules, God bless them. So be it. I mean, I wouldn't spend $18,000 on a Hercules, but clearly that person wants it and values it at that. I think the one thing that was bought right was the environmental disc of Tron went for like $10,000. That was well bought. Because if you restore that EDOT, that thing would be worth $20,000 if you put it on the market in the right place. But, you know, it's also a pain in the ass to move. That's another reason why people are hesitant to buy those things. But look, club members, I would be patient if I were you. There's going to be a lot of hype. I'm going to hype this stuff. There's going to be a lot of excitement for Godzilla. It's going to deliver. But never forget this. This isn't Keith Elwin's last game. This isn't Stern Pinball's last game. Guns N' Roses is not the end of Eric Miniard. Jersey Jack, Stern, American Pinball, Chicago Gaming Company. There are so many games coming down the road. So many future titles you're going to want. If you don't get a Godzilla LE, don't beat yourself up over it. This game will have a hype window like every other game. Haven't you noticed that in pinball? A game is super hot for like a month or two and then nobody ever talks about it again. That is how this industry is. That is how Stern has created this industry. They want there to be these small windows in which you overvalue each of these games, where you need to have them in your life or your life will feel incomplete. Here to tell you right now, it's not true. Most of you don't need another pin. Most of you know that. Most of you don't even play the games you have that often. And so the thing we really want is we just want to be part of something exciting. And a new pin launch is exciting. And there's that weird endorphin release that I got one. I mean, that is what FOMO does. It's like you're worried that you might not get a Godzilla LE. And the moment you get one, you're excited. Now, what's not exciting is when you look at your checking account and it's $10,700 depleted because you went and bought something you know you really didn't need another of. When you look at the Zen way to live life, when you really step back and you turn off pin side, you turn off these stupid auctions, everybody knows that true fulfillment in life, that feeling some sort of spiritual fulfillment in your life, having a Zen outlook on life, doesn't come from acquiring stuff. I know that's weird for me to say as a pinball podcaster that talks about stuff, especially an unnecessary toy, but everyone is going through the same battle in life. And I do think that in this country, we have reached a point when you're looking at what people are throwing money at cars and watches and pinball machines, we are all, and I mean this, we are all so overly consumed by consumption. And there comes a point in each of our lives in which many of you out there will still consume and still chase and still hoard stuff and buy as much as you can. But I do believe that the ultimate peace of mind in life is when you reach a point where you say, I have enough. 
I don't need any more. I'm simply going to enjoy what I have. And you can still get enjoyment by spectating and watching others get enjoyment as they buy all of this new stuff. Like it's fun to watch an auction and not buy anything. It's fun to watch people kick and scream to get a Godzilla LE knowing deep down inside you don't want one. Because once you know you don't want one, you're free. You are absolutely free. You feel no obligation to be part of the madness, but you can still get entertainment from the madness. Now, I know some of you are saying, Kennedy, you're a hypocrite. Look, you're sitting on two or three machines, and I don't want to be there. Like, I don't want to have all these games in boxes when I finally find a house and I finally have more room in my life. I would say that I will probably never have more than four pinball machines in my collection. I just don't need to have more than that. I have these beautiful Neo Geo cabinets and the Capcom Mini Cute, and I barely turn them on. I don't have time. How many of you have time to play this stuff as much as you'd like? A pinball machine is a very noisy toy. For me, the ideal situation is this. I've got four machines in a little game room I've created. It's away from the rest of the house so I don't wake everybody up. I drink a few beers, I have a few whiskeys, and I play my machines, and I enjoy them. I don't chase every single new game. My friends come over every once in a while and we enjoy the games and that's it. And I want those four games to be dream themes that really speak to my personality. And when people come over, they're like, wow, in a Kira pinball machine. Wow, Guns N' Roses. Wow, Transformers G1. Wow, Fifth Element. Wow, The Matrix. Those are the kind of things I wish I could have in my pinball collection. Not all of them are made yet. But that's what makes this hobby fun, right? Is like waiting to see if your dream theme will be made one day. But I do implore all of you to just take a deep breath. Don't worry about these prices. Prices will come back down to reality. They will. It just can't keep going up and up and up like this. But if it does, right? If it does keep going up and up and up like this, just know that if you have the mental strength, you can absolutely stay in the hobby. You can be happy with what you have and you can just reach a point of feeling fulfilled and you don't need any more games. And when you reach that point, you will be liberated and you will be able to actually enjoy everything happening in the hobby even more. You'll enjoy going to shows. You'll enjoy talking to people. You'll enjoy the conversations without feeling the financial need to have to make enough to keep chasing all of these games. I'm gonna be 100% transparent. I'm not there yet. I still get suckered into the FOMO. I still, every time a new pin comes out, I feel the need to buy it. There's something about following this hobby. And when you think about it every day, it like becomes a part of you. It like latches onto your psyche. Like you read the news and even though all this stuff is happening in the world, you still put pinball somewhere near the top of the most important stuff happening in the world. And then every time a new game comes out, like I don't want to be locked out. How dare they think I can't have one. And I fall victim to it every time. I'm trying to work on that myself. I mean, I ran after Ultraman, and I don't even know if the game's any good. I haven't even played the game. I'm not even an Ultraman fan. I chalked it up as being like, I'm a Neo Tokyo geek, which I am, and the theme does fit with my Neo Tokyo arcade, but that game made me a hypocrite. I ran and I bought it, and it's not a dream theme, and I don't know if it's a great game yet. And I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I did do that, but I did want to support Spooky Pinball. And I did want to send a message that I agree with what they're doing, but I could totally support Spooky Pinball without buying their games. 
that's the part that makes me kick myself is I don't have to buy the game from Spooky Pinball to support Spooky Pinball. Again, I really do think, I do think the ultimate happiness and the ultimate fulfillment in this hobby comes from having a few games you love, supporting companies you believe in, but you don't always have to open up your wallet. This has been episode 10 of the Canada Club. Thank you everybody for your support on a monthly basis. I'm gonna keep doing these shows. Um, thank you everyone who ordered a Viva La Raza t-shirt. We've got about 60 something left of them. I'm super excited that you guys are getting some fun out of that. There is new Canada merch coming that has the logo. We have coffee mugs. We have other stuff. We have hats coming. So if you did not want to wear the Viva La Raza, I understand there's going to be other ways to sort of show your support for Canada's Pinball Podcast. Everybody, thank you so much. Episode 10, Canada Club. I'm out. Enjoy Godzilla tomorrow. Yeah,